Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And shout out to Roger Sierra. He will uh, he won't be with us tonight, but uh, you know we still uh, hoping for the best for him. Um, he did send us his picks, um, and we are going to go over our Week Six predictions and the top ten here in just a minute. But we got to talk about this this past week. Um, before uh, we'll, we'll wait till we get to the game before I before I say what I was going to say. Um, okay. Let's start. Let's start off with the Thursday nighter: the Rams against the Seahawks. Um, you were the only one who predicted this one correctly, Chip. Uh, the Rams won 26-17. Um, Matthew Stafford had a pretty decent game. Say decent game. He had a pretty good game. 365 yards and a touchdown. Did have that interception, though. Um, and, you know, Daryl Henderson and Sony, Mich- Sony Michelle, say that five times fast, uh, both with a touchdown. Uh, Daryl Henderson actually had uh, 82 yards rushing in that. Robert Woods with a game, man. I mean, he's probably one of the best games he's played no touchdowns, uh, but twelve receptions and 150 yards. If you had if you had Robert Woods on your fantasy team this week, you definitely definitely lucked out. Uh, and also, Cooper Cup had seven receptions and 92 yards. Um, but Troy Reader and Nick Scott both had interceptions in this game. Aaron Donald with a sack. Um, he was their lead. Uh, he was their lead defensive player uh, with seven sacks total. And uh, you know they definitely had a good uh, good game. The Rams did. Now, if you look on the side of the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Russell, excuse me, Russell Wilson had 152 yards and a touchdown, but he also had an interception, and he also got hurt uh, in this game. Um, I think, what did you say, his the thumb on his throwing hand? Uh, is yes. that correct? Yeah. Um, so, Geno Smith, um, which most people remember him uh, from being with the New York Jets, uh, played college ball at uh, Virginia Tech, uh, no, not Virginia Tech, West Virginia, I'm sorry. Um uh, came in, you know, did pretty good, 131 yards and a touchdown, but he also threw an interception. Um, so, yeah, you I mean, DK Metcalf, you know, two touchdown day, uh, five receptions, 98 yards. Uh, Tyler Lockett with his numbers, five receptions, 57 yards. Um, uh, Quandre Diggs with a with an interception in this game. Uh, DJ Reed was probably their, well, one of the best uh, players on the, on the field for that day. Uh, Jordan Brooks was all over the place. He had 11 total tackles. Um, not a whole lot of sack. Daryl Taylor, I think, was the only one who had a sack for the uh, Seahawks in this game. Um, so how did you feel about the Thursday nighter? Uh, I, th- I thought it was good. Um, you know, I, I'd predicted the Rams to, to win, uh, but I really do think had uh, Russell Wilson not gotten injured, the Seahawks had a, a great chance at winning that game. Uh, I mean, they were just playing lights out. But then Geno Smith comes in and statistically is currently the best quarterback in the NFL, if you just want to look at st- stats. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, statistically speaking. Um, I mean, L.A. just outscored him in total yards, passing yards, rushing yards. You know, just they just they just, you know, outplayed him, man. And it was really... The only thing Seattle really had again, the only thing Seattle really did better was just their third down efficiency. Um, but even then, you know, LA LA came to play. LA wants to prove that you know the loss last week to the Cardinals was a fluke. You know they're they're going to come in and they're going to show everybody you know hey we're still the team to beat in the NFC. So I think they did a good enough job in that respect. Um, so we're going to move on from there to my God I can't I, I went against my better judgment and I went with the Jets to win this one. But alas, they did not. Um, just like anything from New York, it you know typically lets you down. 
So fuck the Jets. Um, the Atlanta Falcons did beat them twenty-seven to twenty. Um, interesting game. Uh, the uh, let me. Okay, sorry, I had something pop up on the side of the screen. I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Now the Jets did have a damn good running game in this. Um, I want not yards per se, but definitely in touchdowns. Michael Carter and Ty Johnson both had inter- both had touchdowns. Uh, Corey Davis, the best receiver that the Jets have right now, four four receptions, forty five yards. Um, just you know, the defense they did what they thought they were going to do. Like I mean, we really thought that they were going to come in and play good, solid defense. Uh, man, but Kyle Pitts, man, this was his coming out party, dude. Nine receptions, 119 yards in the touchdown, just completely went nuts. So in this game, um, you know, Matt Ryan, not too shabby, 342 yards and two touchdowns. Um, now Hayden Hurst and Mike Davis both lost fumbles in this game. Um, but Jalen Hawkins kind of made up for it with the interception, so yeah, this was this was one of those games where you really kind of didn't know who was going to win, um, but they definitely uh, the Falcons definitely put it in a good performance. How did you feel about this one? Uh, I thought this was a really good game. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I thought the Jets were going to win. Uh, you know, they looked real good in Week Four uh, when when they actually beat the Titans, uh, which nobody saw coming. Right, but. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, after beating the Titans, I was like, man, maybe they, you know, they they found their groove or whatever. Atlanta's not really that good of a team right now, uh, you know. Uh, so I, I kind of thought that New York would win that one, uh, but some way somehow Atlanta, you know, found found a way to win. It was a lot closer uh, than I, a lot of people would probably have expected, you know. Right. Um, Zach Wilson is starting to kind of figure out how this whole NFL thing is working for him. Uh, even with yeah. a, even with a trash O line, you know, he's still putting up some decent numbers. Uh, yeah. but I think, I, mean, I think a lot of that has to do with Corey Smith. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, he threw for one, he threw for one ninety two, but you know, he had any, an interception. That was it. He was also sacked twice. You know, so well, through through his first that, five games, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just say that's because of that trash ass O line, right? Through his <laughs> first through his first five games, four touchdowns, nine interceptions, and he's been sacked eighteen times. I think eighteen he's like times the most sacked quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, oh my god, that's if if dude, he could break the record for like most sacked quarterback in his rookie you know career or something like that i mean he, that's not a stat you want to have <laughs> no it's not it is not um so yeah i mean my god dude i mean they literally like i legit again like i said i feel bad for the kid but damn here's a here's an interesting statistic zach wilson has surpassed geno smith for the most interceptions by a Jets rookie quarterback in the first five games of his career. That's crazy. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I feel bad for the kid, but fuck the Jets. Uh, So we're going to move on from there uh, to the very next game. And it was Minnesota and Detroit rivalry game. It's always, they, they always come with it. 
for these particular games. Um, and this was closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Uh, Minnesota did pull off the victory, though, 19-17. to 17. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Jared Goff did decent 203 yards, but he did have that interception. Um, Williams and Swift uh, uh, rushed uh, for a combined 108 yards and a touchdown uh, between the two. Uh, St. Brown was their leading, uh, was the Lions' leading receiver uh, with seven receptions and 65 yards. Now, Jared Goff did lose a fumble in this game, so therefore that that probably accounted for something. Um, Alex... Anzalone was the only person who had an interception for the uh, Lions in this one. Kirk Cousins came in, 275 uh, passing yards with a touchdown and interception. Uh, Alexander Alexander Madison, 25 carries for 113 yards. No touchdowns, but he definitely picked up the yards that they needed. Uh, But he did also have seven receptions with with 40 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown. So he did make up for it. In the passing game, of course, Justin Jefferson got his number seven receptions, 124 yards. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and Eric Hendricks was the lone interception um, that the uh, Vikings had on that team. Um, how are you feeling about this particular game? Uh, I mean, it was a rivalry game, so you know they're going to go hard against each other. But it really felt kind of like if you go and you were you actually watched that game, it felt kind of pedestrian, if you know what I mean. Right, and I know what you're saying. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, I say that to say that it, it was a good name or a good game, but uh, it just felt kind of meh. Yeah, it, no, no, no I know what you're sense. saying. No, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, but again, these are both teams that are, both of these are teams, especially the Lions, that are still trying to figure out what they want to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Lions are the only winless team left in the NFC this season. Um, the only hope that they have is, you know, the last time the Lions started uh, five and zero oh and five um, was in uh, 2015, uh, and they actually ended the season seven and nine. So I mean, there's some there, there's some ways to go up, man. But Jared Goff is, whew. Jared Goff has lost eight straight starts, including playoff games. That's the longest streak in his career. Yeah, like, man, get him some help or get him some better weapons. I don't know what you, I mean, because he's not a bad quarterback. He had great weapons and he had a defense to rely on in L.A. Let's see what he can do here in Minnesota. I'm sorry, in Detroit get him some pieces around him in, in Detroit so that he can actually play better. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> so we move on from that game to the next one. We are moving on to the Saints and the Washington football team. Um, I think Roger was the only one who got, who made it uh, correct on this one. Uh, he was. The Saints, the Saints uh, won 33-22. Um, Saints came in. J- Jameis Winston, man. 279 yards and four touchdowns on the day. Uh, had the lone interception, but the four touchdowns did kind of make up for it. Uh, Alva Kamara, 71 yards rushing and a touchdown. On top of five receptions, 51 yards pat, 50, 51 yards receiving and a touchdown. Also, uh, Dante Harris with only one reception, but it was a 72-yard bomb uh, for a touchdown. Uh, Marquise Callaway, four receptions, 85 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Um, yeah, and Jameis Winston also lost a fumble, but they kind of made it for it. P.J. Williams and Paulson Abdebo 
uh, with two with interceptions. Um, so yeah, so the defense did definitely came to play. On the Washington side, uh, Taylor Heineke, 200, 248 yards, okay, no touchdowns, but man, he had them two interceptions. That two intercept them two interceptions was what got him. Um, they did try to rally a little bit in the in the in the run game though. Uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, sixty yards and two touchdowns on the day. Um, Adam Humphreys had the was the lead uh, in far as receiving yards with seventy three yards, and uh, Terry McLaurin and uh, DeAndre Carter with four receptions each. Um, as far as that goes, um, and again, uh, Cole Holcomb was the alone interception for the Washington football team. So that being said, though, how do you feeling about this one? Uh, I mean, Taylor Heineke, he's the the future of that organization at the QB position for sure. Uh, they need to put some some more pieces around him. Uh, their defense is, you know, they've got a a top tier defense. I wouldn't say elite, but I would say top tier. Um, you know, well, see when I say so, when I when I say elite defense is like. Like for me, when I think elite defenses, it's like the top five best. And then like first tier is like the next five. And then second tier is like the five after that, you know. Right. So. Yeah. I, I, right now, I, I would say that uh, the the top five defenses are the from five to one. And this is just my opinion. I'd go with Patriots, Browns, Broncos, Panthers, Bills. Those are the best five defenses in the league right now, I think. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, the Patriots do have a, do, a good defense. Unfortunately, their record doesn't say that they're an elite defense, and that's, a, and that's right. just because they have a two and three record. And they have a two and three record based on the fact that they did play against the Houston Texans, which is the next game. The uh, Patriots did win twenty-five to twenty-two in a game that I legit thought. The Texans were going to pull off pull off the win. I um, really, I really thought that they were going to pull off the the win there as yeah. well. Uh, Davis like, Mills stepped up, bro. I, I got to talk shit <laughs> about him more often because right, right. He uh, <laughs> he showed me something. Yeah, three hundred and twelve yards and three touchdowns. Uh, the running game could have been better. Um, Ingram, Lindsey, and David Johnson all together only ran for about uh, 65 yards total between the three of them. So yeah, I don't that, understand. That's not well, we don't have that here there's the thing. Like we don't really have a great um <coughs> excuse me. Uh we don't really have a great O-line. Right. Um so I I I would say that's probably why the run game isn't really that good. Um, also, for whatever reason, I, I, the running backs they just want to run up the middle. Like, why? Why do you continue to run up the middle? Right. I, I don't. Like, I don't understand that either. I, I. I. I don't understand that. Like, you know, if if you see there's no gap. You know, you, it's just if I'm the running back and the play call is for me to run up the middle and I get the ball and I start trucking and there's no gap, I'm going to cut left. I'm going to cut right and and try to find a gap, you know? 
Right. Yeah, way too that way too many, you know, chances. I mean, Chris Moore did have a good game, five receptions, 109 yards and a touchdown. Uh Chris Conley, 80 uh, 84 yards and a touchdown. Um, but he also had that fumble also. That that also what hurt him. Um, as far as the Patriots go, Mac Jones, you know, 231 yards uh, and a touchdown. He had an interception, but he did have a touchdown. Damian Harris, 58 yards and a touchdown. Hunter Henry, you know, definitely earned his stripes. You know, six receptions, 75 yards and a touchdown. Right. Literally, like, it was literally one of those games where it was like, with 10, with 10 minutes and 26 seconds left in the third quarter, the score was Houston 22 and New England 9. And from there, they score 17. Oh, no, sorry. They score 1,400. Let me see. Let me count this up because I ain't, I ain't good at math. Uh, 16 unanswered points from the third quarter on. The The last touchdown that they scored, that the Texans scored, was in the third quarter when uh, Davis Mills um, hit Conley for, for a 37-yard touchdown. And... That was all the the Texans did. Like I legit thought, I'm like, okay, at this point they're in the it's in, it's in the bag. If they just play conservative, you know, conservative football, it should be fine. But then, is it? Let me ask you this question, and and, and I know you'll be honest with me about it. Did the Patriots come back and win this game, or did the Houston Texans give this game away? Did they rely too much on? Did they figure it was oh, it's already in the bag, if you will. No, no. Uh, the, the the Texans definitely gave this game away. Uh, I mean, they dominated from the get go, and I just don't know. Like it, it didn't. They they just gave it away. There was, uh, Kymie Fairbairn had uh, a couple of missed kicks, which is unlike him. He's usually been a lot pretty, of missed kicks this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's usually pretty consistent. Um. That and uh, we started racking up some penalties there at the end, which I don't understand. Like, you've got the game in the bag. Why are you doing stupid shit? Right, exactly. Just, yeah. So we move on from that game to, oh, God in heaven, why do I, why do I torture myself like this? The Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Miami got the ass whipped, <laughs> forty-five to seventeen. Like that was it, forty-five to seventeen. Um, I'll go over. You know, Jacoby Brissett did have a pedestrian game, two hundred seventy-five yards, two touchdowns, and interception. I uh, mean, that running game between Gaskin, Preston Williams, Ahmed. Total yards of just the rushing game, just the rushing, was thirty-nine yards total. 39 total rushing yards. Like, seriously? Now, now, granted, Miles Gaskin did come through in the clutch as far as receiving goes, having 10 receptions for 74 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but, man, Jalen Waddle, you know, only two receptions. You know, Mike Chiseki, only four receptions in this game. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett lost a fumble. You know, Jerome Baker was, you know, the best player that we had on the, on the team that day. You know, J- Xavier Howard. I don't know. Like he just—he didn't. He 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 acted like he didn't want to play. 
You know what I mean? Like, and and all it was not just him. Byron Jones didn't feel like it. Eric Rowe didn't feel like it. Jason McCordy didn't feel like it. Christian Wilkinson was trying, but like it, it's so frustrating. Then you go to the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, 411 yards and five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Yep. Hell, he was doing so good. Blaine Gabbert came in the game and threw through three passes, went three for three for 40, 41 yards. Leonard Fournette, 67 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Brown, seven receptions. If you had Antonio Brown or Mike Evans on your fantasy team this week, hey, you guys did amazing. Antonio Brown, uh, seven receptions, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, six receptions, 113 yards and two touchdowns. Godwin also kicked uh, kicked in seven receptions for 70 yards. Um, I mean, just, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I mean, I, there, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, um, I, dude, can we be honest right now? It, it's already we're we're already five weeks deep into the season. Can we honestly sit here and say that the Miami Dolphins have been the most disappointing team in the NBA in the in the NFL right now? Uh, if if we go off what is expected of them. Yes, they're, they're. I wouldn't say they're the most, but they're definitely up there. I Man. mean, uh, some people would say that Jacksonville is the most disappointing team because they got Trevor Lawrence. He's the golden boy. He's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to take Jacksonville to the promised land in year one, and they can't even win a fucking game. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Well, see, for for me though, like. <clears throat> a team with like like playoff implications, like the Raiders or the Steelers or Indianapolis, those teams that were right there fighting for that number for those five, six, and seven spots. Because we already know teams like the Bills and the the Chiefs and you know teams like that. We already know they're going to be up there. You know, we already know that they're the ones. Which I don't know. After this past week, we'll get to the Chiefs game here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with their defense, man. Like. Well, I, I, I said it last week, mm. and, and I'll say it again this week. They're minus their leader. Tua yeah. is that team's leader, right? Jacoby Brissett is not a leader. We found that out in uh, New England. That's why he never was really thought of as going to ever take over that position. It was always going to be Jimmy G until he got traded away. Right. All right. Then when Jacoby Brissett went to Indianapolis to be the guy, he wasn't the guy. Right. You know, that uh, was just, yeah, he's, he's just not. Look, I, I think Jacoby Brissett is probably a nice guy outside of football He's probably somebody that you'd want to sit down and have a beer with, right? Right. But you don't want him as the leader of your football team. You don't want him as your QB1. Definitely not. He's serviceable as a backup. He can come in and and get you, you know, a couple of drives or whatnot. But then you got to sit his ass again because he needs to remember, like, I'm not that guy, you know. this This is my role. So, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that I think I think he knows that. But I think because Tua, we don't there is no definite timeline on when Tua is coming back. 
So it, it is kind of his team at this point. So, you know, he's still got to make do with what he can, you know. Right. That being said, though, let's move on from this one. Let's go to a game that was probably the most interesting game of this past week. The Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Green Bay Packers did win in overtime, 25-22. to 22. But, oh, my God. Before I get to that, let me get to the statistics real quick. Aaron Rodgers, 344, two touchdowns. As always, he's, 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 he's fucking Aaron Rodgers. Let's just be honest. Um, he did throw an interception, though, but that's okay. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, 103 yards rushing on 14 attempts. Devontae Adams, though, how – okay, seriously, how are y'all going to sit here and say Devontae Adams isn't in the top five best receivers in the game right now? 11 receptions, 206 yards and a touchdown. I mean, dude's going off, man. He's Don, uh, Devontae Adams is probably having the best year of his career, honestly. Um, AJ, uh, AJ Dillon also pitched in with a touchdown. Um, also, um, you know, uh, Adrian Almas and uh, – Devondre Campbell also had interceptions in this game. Um, and then you look at the Bengals. The Bengals, you know, Joe Burrow had 281 with two touchdowns. Um, also had those two interceptions. Can't remember. Can't forget about that. Joe Mixon, 33 yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase. Man, Jamar Chase is really putting in his uh, resume or his or he's putting in his resume for rookie of the year. Six receptions, 159 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, he's definitely putting in the work. Um, and uh, shout out to Von Bell, Ridgeland alum, uh, led the, led the, the uh, Cincinnati defense, uh, nine with nine total tackles and uh, three tackles for loss, um, along with uh, along with Jesse Bates. Um, but the, the, this is this is what I want to get into about this game, and I really want I really want you know about this game as far as the missed field goals go. Uh, yeah, five missed. Field goals in this game. Like it was tied at 22. Green Bay kicks miss. Oh, hey, Cincinnati's got a chance. Cincinnati kicks miss. Oh, shit. Here comes back. Okay, Green Bay's got the win. Kick miss. What the fuck? And then we, okay, now we're in overtime. The Bengals get an interception, right? I'm sorry. They yep. throw the interception. I'm sorry. They throw the interception. Green Bay kicks and misses. <laughs> Cincinnati gets the ball back. They bring it down to the field. They kick, and they miss again. And then Mason Crosby hits the 49-yard field goal to win the game in overtime and probably the most bonkers ending of a football game that we've had so far this season. How how are you feeling? Uh, Well, so did you see the, uh, the, the kicker for the Bengals, like, premature celebration like, yep. <laughs> on, on that last like he knew he fucking had it and nope <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't you hate it when that happens it's like yeah you know like if you're playing craps at a if you're playing craps or something like that like, like roulette and it's like okay i'll put my number down on eight I'm like all right cool and the winner is eight yes team no <laughs> so Right, oh my my God, man! I mean, th- this whole game was just—it was bonkers, dude. I really think that. I mean, uh, you know what though? A legitimate argument can be made that Cincinnati could have won this game. So, what does that say about Green Bay as a whole? You know, Cincinnati. Here's the thing: Cincinnati should have won that game. They they had several missed opportunities. Um, yeah, yes, 
Green Bay played out of their mind. Cincinnati did too. And right. I think Cincinnati is getting overlooked in that, uh, in this game in particular, because of, you know, people are, are focused on that, that premature celebration to the missed field goal. Everybody's like, see, see, that's why you never pick Cincinnati to win anything. The Cincinnati- yeah, right. Like, I mean, hell, both teams miss field goals. Yeah. Like, no. Uh, you know, I mean, there was something definitely in the air. There were more, excuse me, there were more than three missed field goals in the last three minutes of a fourth quarter or overtime for the first time since 1991 when play-by-play data became available. So, yeah, I mean, wow. five five missed field goals in the la- in, in, in the fourth quarter and overtime. Like, that's that is insane, you know, but – Green Bay pulled off the win um, with Cincinnati sitting at three and two. So they're, they're still very much in the hunt for the AFC uh, North title. Um, but we're going to move on from that game to a game that we all, which I think, I think you got it right. If I'm not which mistaken, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Denver Broncos. Did we all get this wrong? Uh, we all got this one wrong. We yes, all picked we did. Denver to win it. And the Steelers, Figured out a way. <laughs> right. Uh 27 and 19, the final for that score. Um, Teddy Bridgewater did play a good game, though. Um, you know, 288 yards and two touchdowns. Um Williams and Gordon and Bridgewater all combined. Um, you know, did 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 thing, you know, 100 116 yards total rushing, no touchdowns, unfortunately. Uh Cortland Sutton played out of his mind, seven receptions, 120 yards and a touchdown. Kendall Hinton had a you know, a touchdown off 25 reception, 25 uh, yards receiving. Uh, Tim Patrick also with seven receptions, 89 yards. Uh, you know, Kareem Jackson, you know, played played his heart out. A.J. Johnson, Justin Simmons, you know, the defense definitely did the best they could to hold their own. Uh, but Steelers, man, Ben Roethlisberger, 253 with two touchdowns. Najee Harris, again, man, he could be the next Derrick Henry if they push him to be the next Derrick Henry in a sense, um, you know, uh, 122 yards and a touchdown. Definitely took the game over. Chase Claypool with a with a rare blowout game. Five receptions, 130 yards and a touchdown. Uh, uh, Deontay Johnson also 72 yards and a touchdown, only on two two uh, receptions. Um, now Ben Roethlisberger did lose a fumble, but you know it, you know the interception by James Pierre uh, definitely made up for it. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick was their leading uh, tackler with 10 total tackles. On this game, J.J. Watt with three tackles uh, and a tackle right. for a loss. T.J. Watt. Isn't that what I said? You said J.J. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> T.J., I apologize. T.J., J.J., A.J., K.J. Anyway, um, but anyway, but no, I mean, definitely a very, very good game. Between, I think both teams played a very, very good game. Um, it's just Pittsburgh did definitely – they Pittsburgh made the fewer mistakes in this game, and I think that's what – eventually led them to win this one. What do you think? Uh, no, I agree 100% uh, that they they did make fewer mistakes, and that's why they won uh, just just because the, uh, the, the Broncos made, you know, a couple more mistakes than the Steelers did. Right, absolutely. That being said, though, we're going to go on to the very next game. If my computer will load, thank you very much. Okay. This game, I think we all got wrong as well. Um, or did Roger get this one right? Which one? Uh, this is the 
I forget that you're on a different page than I am. I'm on, the, I'm on NFL.com. You're on ESPN. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Carolina Panthers. We uh, all got this one wrong. Yes. Uh, Philadelphia came out and won this game 21-18. to 18. Um, I mean, it looked like for a while there that um, they were going to win it. Uh, Carolina was, and then there was just a resurgence. Um, I think the safety um, had a lot to do with it, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they definitely pulled through, and uh, they got the win. Um, Jalen Hurts, uh, 190, 198 yards, um, which he didn't really contribute with his arm that much in this game because he did he did throw an interception. Um, but him and Miles, him and Miles Sanders uh, combined for uh, seventy five yards, and Jalen Hurts had the two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Devontae Smith, seven receptions for seventy seven yards. Um, so yeah, he definitely came to play, uh, but he also had a fumble. So that's something you, you know, definitely look out for. Um, Darius Slay with two interceptions. Steven Nelson with an interception. Um, Alex Singleton had, I believe, was their lead uh, tackler on defense with 13 total tackles. Um, definitely, definitely a, a big win for the Eagles trying to elevate themselves up. Sam Darnold, though, man, three interceptions in this game, 177 yards and a touchdown. Now, now Chubba Hubbard did have a good game with 101 yards rushing. Um, DJ Moore did what he could with five receptions at 42 yards, but uh, – Really, I mean, this game literally was a surprise for me. Oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting the Eagles to win. No, not at all. Yeah, what are your th- what are your thoughts? I mean, is is this is this another situation of Carolina just let the game get away from them, or what do you think? Uh, you know, I didn't watch this game. I watched some of the highlights, but you know, the highlights are only showing the best parts of the game. Uh, so I can't say whether. Uh, Carolina let it get away, or the the uh, Eagles are really that good that they made that comeback. Um, I, I would probably surmise to say that probably uh, Carolina gave it away. Right. Uh, but without actually having watched that game, I, I wouldn't be able to give an honest opinion right i understand so the next game we're going to go to is oh boy (laughs) the tennessee titans and the jacksonville jaguars the titans just put a beating on them 37 to 19 just relentless in their pursuit um now this game was it was it was kind of close uh for a little bit um a little bit it was it was kind of close it was uh at one point it was 13 to 14 yeah, I was going to say, it was kind of close until second half Derrick Henry showed up. Right. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 197 yards and a touchdown. Derrick, my God. My God. 130 yards and three, count them, one, two, three touchdowns by the great Derrick Henry. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean, Marcus Johnson, you know, three receptions, 52 yards. A.J. Brown, three receptions, 38 yards. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, they definitely stepped up. Kevin Byard had a, had an interception this game as well. Um, David Long with uh, the lead on the tackle, uh, 12, uh, Harold Landry with two sacks by himself in this game. Um, and then you go to Jacksonville and, you know, Trevor Lawrence did okay. 273 in a touchdown, but he did have that interception. Uh, James Robinson though, man, he came to play too. This was a running backs game, man. 
149 yards rushing on uh, with a on 18 attempts with a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence pitched in with a touchdown of his own rushing. Um, but not really a whole lot to talk of to talk about. Uh, uh, Tavon Austin five receptions, 54 yards. Uh, Dan Arnold six receptions, 64 yards. But Dan Arnold also had the fumble, so you got to look at it from that perspective. Um, but yeah, I mean, this game, there's really nothing about this game that stuff. I mean, it was Tennessee doing what Tennessee does. Well, and they rely doing, on the. I, I was going to say, it's Tennessee doing what Tennessee is supposed to do. Uh, right. It doesn't always work that way. Uh, but I mean, they had to come out and just murder the next team that they played no matter who it was i mean it just so happened it was the jaguars after losing to the jets you have to bounce back or go home right Uh, and i'm pretty sure that they was like you know what sorry jacksonville no i'm not sorry jacksonville this is a rivalry game fuck you we're gonna run you over and see derrick henry definitely ran a whole bunch of people over man right my god Uh, man he, with with his performance, I was gonna say within his with his performance in this game, he becomes the number one running back over uh, a forty game stretch in NFL history. Yeah, it's crazy, uh, man. He so he has the most rushing gar- yards over forty games with four thousand seven hundred and ninety two yards. And that's from 2018 to 2021. Uh, the leader was the great Jim Brown. Wow. Uh, from 1963 to 1965, Jim Brown had 4,759 yards. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. Now, the other four, so uh, the, the top five, uh, running backs with the most rushing yards over forty a forty game stretch. The, the it's a list of of who's who really when it comes to running backs. You've got Derrick Henry at number one, Jim Brown at number two, OJ Simpson at number three, Terrell Davis at number four, and mm. Eric Dickerson at five. And, and you motherfuckers say that Derrick Henry's not an MVP. Get the fuck out of here, man. He's not, not an you, MVP. Not, not, not you guys. Not the the... No, 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 no. Yeah. Good. I'm saying he's <laughs> not the MVP because he's not the quarterback. He was the MVP last year, and they gave it to... Um... Oh, discount double check. Yes. Uh, why am I dude, fucking... Aaron uh, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I was drawing a blank. <laughs> right? I, I literally was drawing a blank. It's all good. Um, and... I would say that uh, through five games, Derrick Henry is the MVP so far this year, and I don't even like the fucking Titans. I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's the crazy thing. Uh, but game respects game, and Derrick Henry is by far the best running back in the NFL. Uh, and I, I would say he's been the best running back since he – was drafted right absolutely i definitely think he's definitely up there now the next game which in my opinion this game was game of the week my my personal opinion this game was phenomenal i mean i didn't have a state i didn't have a horse in this race either way it was two three and one teams who are trying to 
cement themselves as the top team in the AFC because, you know, well, granted, the, the Bills are still coming up too, but this is one that, like, it, the next level of teams, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Cleveland Browns, this game came down to the wire, dude. Chargers ended up pulling it out 47-42. to Just incredible game, dude. Let, let, let me just hit you with Cleveland statistics. Baker Mayfield, 105 yards and two touchdowns. The running game was, dude, Nick Chubb, 161 yards and a touchdown. Now, Kareem Hunt had 100 yards less at 61 yards, but he had two touchdowns. David Njoku, you know, shout out to David Njoku, man. Seven receptions, 149 yards and a touchdown. Rashad Higgins had a touchdown. Just everybody just played their position. Everybody just did everything. Greedy Williams with 10 total, tack- 10 total tackles in this game. Um, you know, everybody, Miles Garrett had, had a sack. Malik McDonald had a sack. Like, everybody came to play. Then you look at the Chargers. Justin Herbert. 398 yards, four touchdowns. On top of Austin Eckler running for 66 yards and two touchdowns, Justin Herbert also had a touchdown on 29 yards rushing. Austin Eckler also had five receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Williams, eight receptions, 185 yards, and two touchdowns. Donald Parham uh, with a touchdown threw one in there. Keenan Allen also had his number, six receptions, 75 yards, I mean, they definitely, definitely came to play. Um, everybody, everybody. I mean, Derwin James with 17 total tackles in this game. Nine so- solo, eight assisted. Just Derwin James was all over the field yesterday. Um, or not yesterday, um, Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was definitely one of those games. How was you feeling about this one? Uh, so I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I predicted this to be one of the games of the week. Yep. Uh, when we did our predictions last week, I, I had this one, I had, um, what 49ers Cardinals and I want to say, Maybe Rams, you had, you had, Seahawks. You, you know, you had Bill. I think you had Bills, Chiefs. Oh yeah, Bills, Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to here in a minute. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, and it lived up to the hype. I, I this was, you know, one of the one of the games of the week. And, and damn, they just balled out both teams. Like not just. There, it wasn't a domination of anything either on either side of the ball. You know, it was it was very right. level. I mean, definitely. I, I could go ahead. I was yeah. just gonna say it, it, it was very level uh, in in the sense that you didn't know who was gonna win. Right. I mean, I mean, they were as far, in terms of like total yards, they were close. Cleveland had more total yards. Uh, just just because Cleveland had more rushing yards, Cleveland had 230 rushing yards compared to uh, the Chargers having 112. Um, but Austin Eckler, man, he showed up. I mean, I could, I could, I, could say, I think Austin Eckler was kind of the MVP of this game because he not only did it with his legs, but he also did it, you know, catching out of the backfield as well. Um, 
And at the same time, I can't really say that because, I mean, Nick Chubb, again, I'll say it again. I don't think there's a better backfield right now than Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Those guys are incredible to watch together. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely are. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we fanboard a little bit about that one, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, In a surprise, the Chicago Bears beat the Vegas Raiders 20-9. to Um, This was a game that I did not see coming, honestly. I honestly thought that Vegas would take care of business. Uh, Justin Fields, 111 yards, did have a touchdown in this game one. Um, did have one touchdown. Uh, Damon Williams, 64 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, not a whole lot of big, you know, popping stats. You know what I mean? Like, not a whole lot of stats that, like, just pop out at you. Um, uh, DeAndre Carson with the interception in this. Khalil Mack, uh, eight tackles, a sack, and tackle for a loss. Um, and, uh, the Raiders... Uh, you know, David Carr, 106 yards, no touchdowns, but Josh Jacobs came in, you know, did his thing, um, for, you know, 48 yards and a touchdown, um, Winfro and Ruggs, you know, they, they combined for 107 yards receiving on nine receptions. Um, Denzel, uh, Perryman had the, had, was the lead, but I got a funny feeling that a lot of people aren't necessarily talking about this game, and they're talking more about the aftermath of this game, especially with the news that came out this week about John Gruden. Um, you want to touch on that subject real quick? Uh, we we can. Um, it, it's it's Vegas, so it's it's kind of kind of kind of in the same vein, if you will. Yeah, I mean, um, John Gruden is no longer the uh, head coach for the Raiders he, he has officially stepped down uh over uh some some emails that apparently I don't know the whole story uh and there's conflicting reports here or there uh apparently the emails from were from like 10 years ago uh between he and um Dan Snyder, that's the guy who owns the Washington football team, am I right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so there were some emails between Dan Snyder and him where he said that an assistant coach had lips as big as Michelin tires uh, or or something like that, and he said some derogatory things about uh, Roger Goodell. Um, I think, well, it was a span over, I think they said it was a span over seven years because they found, they they said the, 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 the earliest email they found was from like 10 years ago but like the, okay. the, the the most the latest one was like a couple of years ago or something like that so so th- so it's not like a thing where it's like it's not like it's an isolated incident that took place 10 years ago when everybody's bringing it back up but i mean this is over a course of seven years you know of stuff um right um now what what i will say is so we can we can dredge up some emails that John Gruden sent and received, but we still can't prove shit against Dan Snyder. Like he needs to be gone from like he, he Dan Snyder should have been gone years ago. He needs to be forced to sell that team to somebody that is more respectable. Do I think that John Gruden was being racist 
with the comment of uh, that guy had lips like the size of a Michelin tire. I don't think he meant it in a racist manner, and I could be wrong. Uh, now, what they're not telling us is uh, there are, the media has latched on to that comment, but they're not talking about the sexist and misogynist, misogynistic comments that were made by John Gruden that were way worse. Right. Well, they did. They did bring up. Yeah. Well, they did. From what I understand, from what I've read, is that it was homophobic, <clears throat> sexist, and racist comments um, combined that kind of made people like. Hold on a minute. Maybe we need to take a deeper, d- deeper look into this. Um, but you know, John Gruden is no longer the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. If I'm not mistaken, uh, who did they say was going to be his in- interim? Uh, I think Eric B- Eric Bieniemy is his. Uh, uh, I don't know why Eric Bieniemy would be. Well, well, well. I think you know, no, no, not Eric. I think okay. I read the I read a report. I read the report wrong. Is that Eric Bieniemy will be the is that they're going to try to get Eric Bieniemy to be the next head coach of the Raiders? Um, I mean, <laughs> he, he definitely deserves it for sure. Um, but uh, in, in, in as far as in the interim goes, I, I don't know what they're going to do about the interim right now. Uh, let me see. Yeah, see if you can look that up for me real quick. Da, 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 da. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is always all on the fly. <laughs> yes. um, um, it, it, it is disappointing to hear, um, you know, but at the same time. You know, I mean, there's certain things that you I mean. We we live in a different world now, man. You got to be, you know, a little bit more. I mean, I mean, granted, I mean, joking amongst your friends and things like of that nature, people who know you and things of that nature, like that's one thing. But when when you when you're sending out public, when you're sending out emails, and the suggestion is, oh, that that could be perceived, you know, racist or sexist or homophobic, like. Eh, you know, maybe be a little bit more professional in your emails. You know what I mean? I mean, well, don't I mean, don't put should, don't put any. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, if it could be perceived as racist, sexist, homophobic, misogynist, uh, just don't say it. Period. Whether it's right. to your friend or in an email, you know. Right. If if you think. At any point, this could be taken a out of context. Out of context yep. Or or B, it is, you know, racist, homophobic, misogynistic, uh, sexist. Just don't fucking say it. Right. Like you know. he's as much. I I, I I I say all that to say he's as much as at fault for saying it as you know anybody else. No um, right. But uh, I, I found they're going to – the interim head coach for the Raiders is going to be Rich Biscacchia. Never heard of him. I, I, I don't know where he came from, uh, but there is that. So Yeah, yeah. So maybe the rumors about Eric Bieniemy being the head coach of the Raiders are probably a little bit more uh, – reasonable maybe but we will certainly find out i mean i'm sure that's going to be a topic for our off-season um that that will be uh now i i I will say that uh as of five hours ago as of this recording the nfl players association has petitioned the nfl to release all 
of Washington football team's emails, including Dan Snyder's. There you go. So maybe Dan Snyder will uh, be forced to sell the team or step down as owner uh, of the Washington football team, and we can get somebody in there that uh, has some some respect about him. Right, exactly. So. Uh, you know, that being said, I mean, maybe may, may like the whole Donald Sterling thing in the in the NBA. You know, right. Force him out, you know, buy him out, whatever you want to do. Um, that being said, though, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next one, surprisingly enough, man, the Arizona Cardinals are still undefeated, beating the five and the, zero. Uh, yep, five and zero against the San Francisco 49ers, seventeen to ten. They win. Um, which, I mean, for for a while there, it looked like you know it was gonna be it was gonna be a game, uh, for a little bit, but um. I mean, it wasn't a high-scoring game by any means. Well, um, I mean, it was a it's it's a divisional rivalry, uh, so you know they're really going hard. But both of those teams are really good. They they really really are. Uh, uh, Debo Samuel three receptions, fifty eight yards um, on the day. Uh, Eli Mitchell with forty three yards uh, uh, passing. I'm sorry, rush. Why do they not give me the quarterback statistics? Like there's certain quarterbacks that they don't give me the statistics for. I did pisses me off um that being said though if i'm not mistaken uh, did trey lance get his trey lance got his, oh that's the reason why trey lance got his first no no his uh was this his first start his first official start uh i believe it was his first official start okay all right so you know he had you know 192 yards no touchdowns and interception did get sacked twice uh unfortunately um because I think that was what everybody you know was waiting on is like, okay, how, what's what's going? Because I think Jimmy G, I think is hurt if I'm not mistaken, um, or at least uh, didn't he didn't play the game for whatever reason. Um, that being said, though, um, but then you look at the Cardinals again. Kyler Murray played Kyler Murray, you know, ball 239 yards and a touchdown. Um, James Conner with you know tw- again, this was one of those games where the stats don't pop out at you. It was just it was just a hard nosed game where they just you know. Wanted to come and just, you know, beat the shit out of each other because it is a divisional game. Uh James Carter Connor had a touchdown. D Hop uh had the uh had the 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 best game out of all the receivers for the Cardinals. Six receptions, eighty seven yards and a touchdown. Uh so they definitely put put on a show out there today. Um how are you how are you how are you feeling about this one? Oh, excuse me. Uh I, I mean I thought it was a good game. Uh Definitely. Um, it, it, it's it's one of the go- those games because it was a divisional rivalry, and they did they they really did go hard at each other. Um, they uh, it, it was it was anybody's game, really. Right. I mean, you know, the the Cardinals only won by uh, one touchdown, uh, which you know you have. Um, a call go one way that it, you know, an opposite way of, of the way that it did. Uh, and you know, the 49ers win this game as opposed to the Cardinals. Uh, do I personally think the Cardinals were the better team? Yes. Um, okay. but that's not taking anything away from the 49ers cause they're still a really good team. 
Right. I mean, they were both, I mean, yeah, definitely a, a really good team. Um, but we're going to move on from that game to the next game. And if I was to tell you, Chip, that the Dallas freaking Cowboys would be 4-1 and one at this point, would you believe me? I'd tell you, fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> right. Well, you're gonna have to you have to say it a few more times this year. The Dallas Cowboys winning against the New York Giants, forty four to twenty. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the Giant they had three different quarterbacks play this. Mike Glennon came in. Uh, Daniel Jones only threw for ninety eight yards in this game. I think, and he got out of the game. I think he got he went down with an injury. Um, Mike my, Mike Glennon came in, one hundred ninety six yards, a touchdown, an interception. Uh, Devontae Booker. 42 yards rushing on a, and a touchdown. Um, uh, Kadarius Tony, 10 receptions, 189 yards. Definitely a good game for him. Um, uh, Devontae Booker also had a had a, a touchdown reception uh, in this game. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, Lorenzo Carter was the only one from the Giants who had the had an interception. The Cowboys though came out. Dak Prescott came in. 302 yards, three touchdowns. Didn't have the interception. Uh, but once again, man, between Zeke and Tony Pollard, 185 yards total uh, between the two of them as far as rushing yards go and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb had a touchdown in this game. Um, Dalton Schultz had six receptions, 90, uh, 79 yards. Amari Cooper, three for 60 and a touchdown. Zeke, Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott also had a uh, receiving touchdown. Um uh, Anthony Brown and again Trayvon Diggs, bro. Trayvon Diggs, man, is making a strong case for uh, you know best corner in the game right now or best defensive back in the game right now. Like he is really, really, really doing it up real big. And M- Mika Parsons as well, man. Eight total tackles on the game. Um, you know he's trying to make his run for a defensive rookie of the year. So how are you feeling about this one? Uh, I, I mean, the, the Cowboys came out and did exactly what the Cowboys should have done. Um, I, you know, I mean, you, you've you're going up against the the Jet or the Giants, uh, who are terrible. Let's right. just be honest. You should They're expect terrible. to beat the Giants. You should expect to beat the Giants. Uh, and I mean, they did, and they beat them. Good to God, <laughs> did they beat them? <laughs> yeah, hell uh, yeah, they did. Twenty-four now, point beatdown. Right uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, um, Saquon Barkley uh, did get injured. Uh, he has a sprained left ankle. Uh, I know he's he's going this week to get X-rays done, and they're uh, they're not going to offer a timeline on his return. Uh, but he's likely to miss two to three weeks. Uh, and I, I sent a thing in our group chat earlier, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here, and I want I want people's opinions on this. Can we say that Saqu- Saquon Barkley is the Carson Wentz of running backs? All the potential- <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> And, and I say that to say it, it, all the talent in the world, all the potential to be great and just can't stay healthy. Yep. Carson uh, Wentz uh, is uh, the uh, same way. It happens that way sometimes, man. I don't I don't get it either. It happens sometimes like that. But 
<coughs> excuse me, golly, <coughs> I hate allergies, but anyway, but yeah, so we move on from that to the Sunday night main event between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Buffalo pulled out the win, man, 38-20 to in this game. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the whole game was was very, very good. Uh, Josh Allen, 315 yards and three touchdowns. He also ran for a touchdown off 59 yards uh, rushing. Um, now, unfortunately, Zach, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, who've been doing great for them, didn't really have that good a game. Um, they don't, they combined for, um, they combined for 60, uh, two yards total in this game. Uh, Dawson Knox, man, came out of nowhere again, man, three receptions, 117 yards and a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders, three receptions, 54 yards and two touchdowns. Just incredible. Micah Hyde had an interception. Greg, uh, Greg Russo had an interception. Like the whole thing has just been insane. And then you look at Kansas City, and Pat Mahomes did have, you know, a good game in, in terms of yards and touchdowns, you know, 272 and two touchdowns. But he also had them two big interceptions, and he was also the leading rusher with 61 yards rushing. Um, Travis Kelsey did, you know, did okay. Six receptions, 57 yards and a touchdown. Um, and uh, Miko Har- Hardman, uh, nine receptions, 76 yards. Um, now, uh, Byron Pringle and Patrick Mahomes both lost fumbles in this game. So there's something there that uh, definitely uh, hurt the team. So how are you feeling about this one? Uh, I, I had a feeling that the Bills were going to win. I, I mean, we all predicted them to win. The Chiefs just don't look like the team that they were last year. And I right. can't pinpoint what it is. Um about them that's that's not right defense there's 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 something off um 100 well i mean the offense isn't even clicking really i mean if you go back and you look week one week one they narrowly beat the browns right right week two they get uh, they they play a good game against Baltimore, narrowly lose that game. Right. right. Week three, the Chargers mollywop them. Week four, they come back and they beat the Eagles, but they should beat right. the Eagles. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, week five, they they come out and they they lose to the Bills. Uh. With with the weapons and firepower that Kansas City has, they they should they should be blowing people out like they were last year, right? Right. But at no point during this game did I look and I think Kansas City's gonna win this. Like from no. the get go, Buffalo came out and yeah, they they won by uh what was the final score? I'm sorry. Uh, it was thirty-eight to twenty. So they won. By, they ended up winning by eighteen points. They won by eighteen points. Um, but Buffalo came out and they were clicking on all cylinders, and you know they they dominated both sides of the ball. Uh, in in a way that they they are are becoming known to do. I mean. You know, when the leading rusher for the the whole game is Patrick Mahomes with 61 yards, there's a problem. Exactly. 
and that's a big problem that they need to definitely figure out. Um, and, and the thing of it is, though, is that like I think that this game was one of those games that, again, Buffalo is still on its run. The Buffalo are still pissed off that they lost the week one game against Pittsburgh, and they're just going through everybody. And it's not even funny at this point anymore. Right. That being said, though, we're going to move on from that game to the Monday night main event. Well, um, hold on. Before we move on to that, I have okay. one question. Okay, go ahead. Can the Chiefs turn it around and still make A, the playoffs, and B, the Super Bowl? I think, they can make, this point? I think they can make the playoffs. Um, but, I, again, I think – I think they'll make the playoffs because of the, the because of the offensive firepower that they have, especially with Pat Mahomes uh, being the quarterback, along with Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Their offense is good enough to lead them to the playoffs, but that defense has got to do that. Like like Honey Badger is the only one on that defense that I feel like gives a hundred percent every single game. Like there have been times that Sorensen's getting burned or Snead is getting burned or somebody on that defense is getting burned by these things. Like, it's like, it's like they're, I don't know what it is. I mean, I mean, if uh, their defense has not lived up to expectation, you know, now granted, not saying that they had a top tier elite defense to begin with, but I am saying that their, their defense was way better than this was. So, Right. I would say that they're still a playoff. As of right now, I say, yeah, they're probably still a playoff contender. A Super Bowl favorite? I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna jump off the bandwagon bus on that one because I don't really see if they keep on playing the way they're playing, they're not making it to the Super Bowl. They keep on playing the way they're playing, they're not making the playoffs. True. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know that they'll make the playoffs. I'm going to give them the, I'm going to give them that benefit of the doubt. Uh it's amazing how five games can completely, you know, change your perspective on a lot of things. I think all of us had Kansas City uh winning that division. None of us seen the Chargers doing what they're doing right now. Hell, none of us seen uh Denver or the Raiders doing what they're doing right now. So, you right. Know. That being said though, the Monday Nighter, ladies and gentlemen, that went another game that went into overtime this week. The, the the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts Monday night it was insane uh the fact that the the fact that the Baltimore Ravens came back and won this game after being down 16 to 3 at the start of the third quarter was just incredible um you know cuz it looked like Indianapolis might have this game in intact cuz it was 22 to 3 like I said, like it, it was a point. It was it was twenty two to three at one point, and then you know they scored. You know, you know they got the touchdown. You know things of that nature. Um, but let me hit with like Carson Wentz played a damn good game of four hundred and two yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor ran pretty good, fifty three yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jonathan Taylor also uh, had one hundred and sixteen yards receiving, four touchdown. Michael Pittman six receptions of eighty nine yards and a touchdown. Uh, but also Carson Wentz did lose a Carson Wentz also lost a fumble too, so there's something right. there. Um, but then you look at the Raven statistics: Lamar Jackson, 442 yards and four touchdowns. He was also their lead rusher with 62 yards. Uh, you know, Latavius Murray and uh, Tyson Williams that like they are not letting them do anything. Like it's all Lamar Jackson in terms of rushing the ball. But man, dude. 
if you again, I'm gonna keep. I'm. I don't do fantasy. I didn't do fantasy football this year. But if anybody has either Mark Andrews or Marquise Brown on your fantasy teams, you guys had a great week. Um, Mark Andrews tied in. 11 receptions, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. Marquise Brown, nine receptions, 125 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, man, just they just they went crazy in this game. Um, and it, I mean, they they made the comeback. They actually, you know, came through, won the game uh, at right there at the end. Um, you know, having the having the interception thrown to uh, Hollywood Brown in, in the end zone um, during overtime. Um, how did you feel about this particular game? Uh, I mean, this is the way Carson Wentz should play every game. I agree. Uh, like I said previously, he just can't stay healthy. If he could stay healthy, he could be, you know, uh, one of the top tier QBs in the game right now. Yes. Uh, but because he can't stay healthy... He, people overlook him. Right. And they overlook the flashes of greatness that that he does show. Like in this game, you know, th- this was top tier Carson Wentz. Uh, the defense didn't hold up in the end. Right. Absolutely. Um. But that being said, though, we're going to move on from there. That is week week five. And uh, before we jump on to week six, we need to go over these power rankings. Uh, I want to. I know, but we got to do it. All right, so we're going to kick it off. We only only do the top ten, and then we find our teams on this list, and we'll see how we – our teams are doing. That being said, though, we're going to start off with number ten. At number ten this week – Dropping two spots, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, can can we say they shouldn't even be in the top ten? Well, we'll what, what are, they're sitting at two and three right now. Is they're that right? sitting at they're sitting at two and three right now? Okay, and the two I'll go ahead and throw tell you the two teams that are above them. Number eleven, who jumped up eight spots, are the New Orleans Saints, and number twelve, jumping up six spots, are the Tennessee Titans. So, there you go. Okay, okay. At at number nine. Okay, <laughs> jumping up one spot, the Cleveland Browns. I'm not even gonna say it. So they went, they win their game, and they move down. They lose a game, they bump up to they bump up. Okay, I'm not even gonna say it. Okay, what at the number fuck, man, <laughs> I was waiting on it. <laughs> All right, all right. At number eight, bumping up one spot, the Los Angeles Rams. At number seven, okay, this one doesn't make sense to me. Okay. At number seven, dropping two spots, the Baltimore Ravens. How? I guess because it was a comeback victory and not a dominant victory. But, I mean, hell, dude, Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown had – Two of the best performances in Ravens history in, as far as receiving goes. Anyway, so then we go to number six. Also dropping two spots down, the Green Bay Packers. At number five, jumping up two spots, 
the Los Angeles Chargers. Jumping up two spots to number four, the damn Dallas Cowboys. Jumping up. I'm sorry. Go go ahead. I can see that because they narrowly lost to the Bucks and then have won every game since, right? Right. They've been on a tear. Absolutely. They've been on a tear. Because week two, they beat the Cowboys, uh, beat the Chargers. Yes. Week three, the Cowboys. The Eagles, wasn't it? Uh, double checking. Yeah, uh, it was the Eagles, the Panthers, and the Giants right after that, right? Or was it yeah. the Panthers first no, and then the Eagles? They beat. So week three, they beat the Eagles. Yeah. Week four, they beat the, the Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. Week five, they beat the Giants. Right. Yeah. Okay, and then it vaulted them up to the number four position. Okay. At number three, <sighs> dropping down a spot this week. Which I disagree with them dropping down because of the way that they played and just destroyed Miami, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At number two this week, dropping down a spot, the Arizona Cardinals. The only undefeated team is at number two. And number one this week, the Buffalo Bills, jumping up two spots to one. So, but why? I don't know. Yes, they won. And they won in... A, a pretty dominating fashion. I mean, they, they they beat the Chiefs by 18. But okay, I know, right. I know, I know. Last week we were kind of in disagreement that the Cardinals should have jumped all the way up to the number one spot. But also, kind of agreed that if the reason they put them in the number one spot is because they were the only undefeated team. However, they're still the only undefeated team and they and they won their game. Right. And they drop a spot. Right. I, I'm not taking any way from anything away from the Bills because I think the Bills are a great team. Uh you know, uh definitely have the ability to go to the Super Bowl this year. Right. Uh, Hell, in my pick, they better. <laughs> I, I was going to say, they probably, if, if if we want to be completely honest with ourselves, they probably should have been in the Super Bowl last year. Right. Um, and and maybe that's why they're just molly whopping the shit out of teams right now. Because they're like, you know, uh, you know, we fucked ourselves last year. Damn, the Steelers beat us in the first game. Okay, that's not happening anymore. Right. They like, want it more. Murdering everybody. Right. I think they want it more than anybody else right now. I, I, I would disagree. put. I. I, I yeah. I, go I ahead and give put, me your. Go ahead and give me your top ten. Let me go. Let me hear I, yours. Well, I, I'll, I'll just say I would put Arizona at one because they are the only undefeated team. Right. Uh, I would probably. I, I would put the Bills at two. Because okay. of how dominant they've been, and Tampa Bay at three, uh, I, I probably I agree with um, Dallas being at four. Um, just because I mean they they've been on a tear after 
almost beating the Bucks. They've been on a tear since. I, I'd put the Chargers at five. Okay. Um, and then from there, it kind of gets a little muddy for me. But right. that, that's my five. All right, here's my five. I'll keep Arizona at one just because they're undefeated. I'll take the Bills at two. I'll, dude, like, I'm going to put the Chargers at three. Like, they have come into their own, man. I think the Chargers, I'd say the Chargers at three. Tampa Bay at four. And I, I'm sorry, I, I I disagree with the ball. I disagree with Baltimore being pushed out of the top five. I think Baltimore, I think Baltimore at five, then Dallas at six, then the pack. No, then the Rams, then the Packers, and then the Browns, and then probably either the Saints or the Titans. I wouldn't even have Kansas City in the top ten at this point. No, Not I, the way I don't have. Right I, I I don't have Kansas City in the top ten at all. Um, right. Yeah. I, so I would go. I would go I'm Arizona, being... Buffalo. Chargers, then the Bucks, uh, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens, then the Cowboys, then the Packers, no, then the Rams, then the Packers, um, then the Browns, and then uh, flip a coin between the Saints and the Titans. But I definitely have Kansas City below both of those teams. Hell, I'd probably have Kansas City over Cincinnati if Cincinnati if Cincinnati had won. Shoot, who knows? They would have probably been vaulted up there, you know. But who knows? Right. Uh, I, I'd have to do a little bit of thinking, but I'd say Kansas City right now with the way they're playing, they might be number 15 for me. Like, right. you know, I, I I could, if if I put pen to paper, I could probably tell you 14 teams that are better than the 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 Chiefs right now. Right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely you uh, could. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to our week six predictions. Uh what we got first, Chip? Uh first up our Thursday nighter, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Um the Eagles uh, both teams coming off of a win. Um you know Philadelphia beating Carolina and Tampa Bay doing Tampa Bay things and uh, destroying the Dolphins. Just say it. <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice, um, but I, I'm I'm gonna go with um, Tampa Bay. They should they really should win this one. Uh, they they shouldn't have a problem with this. Uh, I know Jalen Hurts looks like he's. Uh, kind of coming into his own, uh, but the, the Eagles still have some problems. Um, so I'm going with Tampa Bay to win this one. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to win too. Um, but like with every Thursday night game, all the Thursday night games for whatever reason this year have been great. I'm hoping that this isn't a blowout. Like I'm really hoping it isn't because I really want to see a really good game. Um, right. Uh, I, I read something earlier today. Um, it said the Bucks versus the Eagles. If this was two thousand and two, I'd be excited, you know, because because you know the the whole thing with Andy Reid's defense and Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens on the Eagles team, and then you had that ferocious defense from the uh, um, Tampa Bay from back in two thousand and two, the year they actually went went to the Super Bowl. Um, 
But nevertheless, as far as this particular uh, season, uh, yeah, the Bucks are definitely going to win this one against the Eagles. All right. Rodgers also got Tampa Bay slided, slated to win this one. There uh, we go. Next up, we bump over to our first Sunday afternoon game. Oh, actually, this is a Sunday morning game. Uh, this is going to be played in London. Uh, 9.30 a.m. on CBS. Uh, you got the Miami Dolphins versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, oh, how could we do that to London? <laughs> right. I mean, I, mean uh, I, I got Miami to win this one. If if Jacksonville wins this, then there's even more problems in Miami than what we're thinking of. Uh, now, one tidbit of information. Uh, the Dolphins have designated Tua to return from IR as of today right um now whether he's going to be the starter on on sunday or not uh i think with him coming off of ir uh there's there's more than a good chance that he's going to be the starter and that's going to be good for the dolphins um so uh i'm going with the dolphins to win this one i'm going with the dolphins to win this one as well unfortunately I just, I just got this weird feeling, dude. I just got this weird, bad feeling that Jacksonville may pick up their first win. I'm hoping to be wrong, um, in 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 that in that line of thinking. But just because it's just a safer bet to, it's just a safer bet to pick the Dolphins at this point. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins to win this one. Roger also has the Dolphins uh, winning this one. Uh, Next up, we've got the Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. Uh, um, I, I'm going to go with Green <laughs> Bay to win this one. Green Bay all the way to win this one. Chicago, even though they did have a pretty good victory against Vegas last week, I really don't see them doing anything. And now, if they did, now here's now here's the here's the thing: if the Bears do pull off a win, they're Four and two, and that makes the Packers four and two, and that means that because the Bears beat the Packers, the Bears have the tiebreaker, so they would be ahead of them in the NFC North, which means that would put them at the top of the division. That's correct. That is interesting because I mean we wouldn't have think that, but that's in the case that the Bears win. I don't really see it happening. I think they still have a few bugs they need to work out in that, uh, in that especially in that offense. Um, one hundred percent. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Green Bay to win this one. Oh, oh, excuse me. Um, Roger also has Green Bay to uh, win this one. Um, okay. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Detroit Lions. Um, now the Lions are. Correct me if I'm wrong. They are coming off of a win. No, no, no. No, they lost. Uh, they lost. lost to the Vikings. That's right. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Now the Bengals are coming off of a loss, but, but they've come off. But it was a. It was a. They look good in defeat, if you will. Right. It, it was a very. They didn't close. new place kicker, but they look good in defeat. Yeah, you damn right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm I, I'm going with Cincinnati to win this. I think they're the better team overall, even with the uh, shoddy place kicker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you're against Detroit, so there may not be a need for a shot of a place kicker. Well, that's um, true. But yeah, uh Cincinnati's got this one. 
All right. Rogers also got Cincinnati to win this one. Um, so we're four for four right now. Right. Uh, now, next up, uh, we got the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Texans coming off a loss, but they looked really, really good in that loss. Yep. Um, and uh, Indy is also coming off of a loss, uh, a loss that they really should have won. They gave it away. They gave uh, it away to the Baltimore Ravens. Exactly. They, they did. Uh, but I, I think uh, I think Houston's going to pick up their second win of the season in this. I think it's going to be a real close game. You know, this is a, a divisional rivalry, uh, as I always say, fuck the Colts. Um, but I, I, I've got Houston winning this one, but I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be very close as well, but sorry, Bubba, I got to lean toward the Colts to win this one. I think that both teams are – in a situation where they both are still trying to figure out exactly who they are, uh, mm-hmm. more the Texans than the Colts, but you got Davis Mills on one side and you got Carson Wentz on the other. Provided Carson Wentz stays healthy throughout this game, I got to lean towards them in a sense. Now, I do think that the defenses are, especially for both teams, the defenses are kind of uh, equal in a sense, um, mm-hmm. but I think that but I think that the Colts just – if I'm leaning towards them, it's, a, it's 60-40, but I'm leaning more toward Indianapolis to win nope, this one. That, that's fine. Uh, Roger is also going with Indianapolis to win this All right. one. All right. uh, next up, we got the L.A. Rams versus the New York Giants. I'm going Rams. I mean – Rams. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to try to make a case for the Giants. I'm not. I mean, they're, they're they're without Saquon Barkley for again for a while. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. Mike uh, Glennon going to be the starter. Is is Daniel Jones going to be the starter? You never know. Right. Um, we don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, I I assume it's going to be Danny Dimes. But I mean, how many times are they going to change the quarterback throughout the game? I right. We've seen just this last one. Uh, what was there's three QB changes in in the game? Yep, three so, in the game. Yeah, yeah uh, the, the Rams are going to win this one. Uh, next up, we got the Kansas City. Rod, does Roger also have the Rams as well? Uh, yes, he does. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. Uh, so we're – five of the first six games we're all in agreement on. Right. Um, next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Washington football team. Uh, as, as much as I like Washington and I like to think, like what Taylor Heineke is doing there um, – the Chiefs are coming off of a loss. However, I don't think that loss is enough to put Washington over them. And I'm going with Kansas City to win this one. I'm going with Kansas City to win as well. Um, although I will say this, I think that Washington's defense can compete with Kansas City's offense. But, I mean, I don't know if Washington's offense can compete with Kansas City's defense. Does that make sense? You know it I mean? definitely makes sense. Even though Kansas City's defense is in shambles right now, I still think that the Kansas City defense is a little better than the Washington offense. Right. And Taylor, I know Taylor Heineke is coming into his own a little bit, and I do feel like he's going to end up being the future of the Washington um, football team. But for right now, as much as I would like to see Washington get like an upset victory, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I got the Chiefs winning this one. 
All right. Uh, Roger also has Kansas City winning this one. Uh, next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings versus the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Um, and now this is going to be, uh, I, I think, this is going to be one of the games of the week, uh, in, in my opinion, because I think both teams are are pretty good and they they're going to match up against each other. Yeah, uh, pretty well. But I'm going to go with Minnesota to win this one. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Carolina. Uh, I just feel like the 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 Panthers defense is better than uh, the Vikings defense is right now. Um, the only thing the only thing I would say this is that I feel like I feel like the offense for the Vikings is a little bit better than the Panthers offense. But I mean, but you I mean again they're not playing offensive offenses, but they're playing defense. So I don't know that. I just feel like the Panthers have the overall better defense and they can control the tempo and the pace of the game a little bit better. Um, and I mean, this is one of those, I mean, you you have uh, Christian McCaffrey on one side of the off on one side, you got um, Dalvin cook on the other side. Like it's, it's going to be a pretty interesting game to see how well them two do against the opposing team's defenses. Of course, um, but I'm going to, but I'm going to, I'm still going to lean a little bit toward the Panthers on this one. Oh, <sighs> Oh, oh, excuse me. I am so, so sorry. Uh, Roger also has the uh, Carolina Panthers slated to win this one. You're just rebellious tonight, aren't you? (laughs) I I am. I am. Um, Next up, we got the uh, L.A. Chargers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Uh, this is my pick for game of the week, I think. This is definitely going to be one of the games of the weeks. I've I've got uh, a a couple. uh, Right. That Vikings Panthers game, I think, is going to be uh, a really good game. Uh, this one, uh, and even the next one uh, that we'll talk about, is going to be good. Uh, the The Ravens, they're they're doing really good things over there, uh, except for I think they're relying too much on Lamar Jackson. Uh, they need to get, you know, th- there needs to be uh, a running back to step up and take some of the the running off of him if that right. makes sense no 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 it makes it makes total sense um but, but, the that, Chargers, but that Chargers defense though good lord I, I'm going with the Chargers to win this one but I think this is going to be a close game this one's going to be one of those uh clawing and scratching kind of games uh I, I think the Chargers will pre- probably take a dominant lead in the first half and then come out or and then Baltimore will come out and uh, you know try to make a comeback. Uh, hey, they've done it before. They did it, it just it, Monday night, right? Uh, so this is going to be. Uh, whew, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think you know definitely one of the games of the weeks. Uh, but I got the Chargers winning. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's all good. I no, I did. See, see, this is the thing for me, man. You know how sometimes, like, I would flip the coin on two teams I don't really give a shit about because both teams aren't as good, right? I'm having the same dilemma, dilemma right here because both of these teams are freaking great, dude. Right. I like the fact that Baltimore is able to come back from almost obscurity to win games. They've done it twice this year. Um, the Chargers, man, that the Chargers are on a whole nother level, and they got. But both teams have two young, dynamic quarterbacks. Um, the only difference between Justin Herbert and uh, Lamar Jackson is that Lamar Jackson can run. 
um, and can get himself out of situations where Justin Herbert relies on his arm a lot. Um, but that's just because he has faith in his wide receivers. I do think that the Chargers wide receiving core is better than the Ravens receiving core. I think the Chargers have a better running back. Um, Austin Eckler doesn't get enough credit. Austin Eckler is another dual threat where he can run the ball. He can run one game. He can run you for, he, he can rush you a hundred and something yards. Next game he can, you know, catch a hundred yards and get you two touchdowns. You know, um, I think a lot of it is also predicated on defense as well. Uh, the chargers have a great defense. The Ravens defenses are kind of hit and miss sometimes, but they definitely more hit than miss. Oh man, this is, I don't know. Like this is one of those games. I am legitimately, I legitimately do not know who to pick. Um, so I'm just going to go with the tried and true method of just flipping a coin and seeing what happens and then stick to my guns. Okay. All right. If it's heads, I'm going with the chargers. If it's tails, I'm going with the Ravens. Okay, here we All go. right. I go with the chargers. All right. Uh, Roger is also going with the chargers. Okay. Uh, Next up is another game that I think could be game of the week. Okay. Uh, and this is the Arizona Cardinals versus the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. That that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. I mean, you got two former Oklahoma quarterbacks going up against each other in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Um man, well you again. got Here's the thing. You got two former Oklahoma quarterbacks, two former number one overall picks, two former Heisman Trophy winners. I mean, yeah. uh, I bet Skip Bayless has this marked on his calendar this week to watch. (laughs) I bet he does, too. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Cardinals to win this. Uh, I, I really hope, this is my hope, uh, I hope that the, the Browns figure out a way to pull out the win. But I think Cle- uh, but I think Arizona is going to. Does that make right. sense? No, 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 no. It, it, it makes total sense. Because okay. you have you have the only undefeated team, but that team does have flaws. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the Browns could exploit them, but at the same time, the Browns have flaws too that, uh, that uh, Arizona can also exploit too. You know what? I'm about to make history for the second time on this program, I'm going to flip the damn coin again. All right. Arizona, heads, browns, tails. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to go. I got to go with it said. I got to go with the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I don't want to, but, I mean, I got to be fair about it because I don't want to pick the Cardinals and then the Browns upset. I don't want to pick the Browns because the Cardinals could upset. Ah, Fuck it, I flipped the coin already. I'm gonna go. I'm going with the Browns. Okay, Roger also has Arizona scheduled to win okay. this one. All right. uh, so that's the only one that you and Roger are differ. You and Roger right. differ on as of now. Uh, right. Uh, next up, we got the Raiders versus the Broncos. Uh, that Raiders team is in complete shambles right now. Right. Uh, they they just lost their head coach. Um, you you've got a an interim coach coming in. Uh, we have no idea, you know, what this guy is going to do, what kind of game plan he's going to run. 
uh, hell, we don't even know who this guy is, to be honest. Right? Uh, now, he could surprise us and come out and be, you know, the best head coach that um, that, that they could have. Right. Uh, we, Especially we, in the interim, right. Right. We, we just don't know. I mean, he could earn the the full-time position uh but we don't know uh with that being said i'm gonna go with denver to win this one um i i I just think the raiders in too much of a shamble to even give it a shot right now absolutely i'm definitely i'm gonna go with denver as well i think denver i think denver has a better chance overall of i mean here's the thing even if john gruden didn't no i'll take that back That, that would be a lie if john gruden was still coaching the team then I would give the slight edge to the Raiders. But as of right now, they don't have a a quote-unquote leader, so to speak, you know? Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos to win this one as well. Okay. And obviously we know Roger went with his homer pick. Of course. the Broncos. Uh, (laughs) Although although it's a good pick. Right. Um, Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys versus the New England Patriots. Whew. Um this CBS I, I, game of the week, isn't it? Uh, yes. This afternoon game, yeah, yeah. CBS yeah, yeah. game of the week, yep. Yeah, it's it's the. Uh, well, I don't know. It, would, we be, would we be watching that, or would we be watching the brand? I don't know. It, it, I don't know it, what. I don't know what the well, local radio station. It, it's one of the two. So both the the Raiders Broncos game and the Cowboys Patriots games are on CBS at four twenty five. Right. Uh, the Arizona Cleveland game is the four oh five Fox game. Okay. So, so it's probably Fox game of the week then because it's a solo game. So right. Because uh, yeah. they go back but, and forth every once every every week they go back and forth. Yeah. But anyway. Uh. So. We'll see. Uh, but I think this could probably be. Uh, uh, no, nah, I'm lying. Uh, Dallas is going to win this one. I'm going to say Dallas is going to win this one, but I would not be surprised if the Patriots stole it. To be honest with you. Um, uh, now, I, I with the, with say, the Cowboys have been running, I, I definitely think that the running game has Mike McCarthy. Like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, man. Mike McCarthy figured out how to run the damn football. Right. Uh, well, I mean, you got to go back. I, I, I go back two weeks to week four and look at how close the Patriots played the Bucks. Right. Uh, now, I, I say that to say that uh, Bill Belichick probably schemed directly for Tom Brady for that game. I mean, hell, he was his head coach for 20 years. Right. You know, he, he knows his tendencies. He knows how he plays. You know, different team or not, Tom Brady ain't changed the way he plays. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but then you, you've got the, the the Patriots and and the Texans, and and the Patriots make that that comeback win over the the Texans and win twenty five uh, twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so they definitely have the ability. Uh, I just think, fuck the Cowboys, but I think they're uh, the better team in this scenario. Yeah, absolutely. I got the Cowboys winning as well. All right. Roger also has the Cowboys winning it. All right. Um, Next up, we got the uh, Seattle Seahawks versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. In Uh, the main event. (laughs) Yes. This is your Sunday night main event. Um. 
a Super Bowl 41 rematch, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, I'm sorry. It's Super Bowl 40 rematch. I'm sorry. 40, 40, 41 was the Colts and the Bears. Never mind. This is Super Bowl 40 rematch. Right. Uh, now, now the Steelers, I mean, uh, the Seahawks are without Russell Wilson. Right. Uh, there is no timeline for his return. Uh, he did have surgery. Uh, he had a ruptured tendon in his middle finger on his throwing hand. Mm. Uh, I, I originally thought it was his, his thumb. thumb. Yeah. Yes. Um, Bobby Wagner is questionable. He uh, did have uh, a, a knee injury happen uh, against the Rams on Thursday night. And also they're without tight end uh, Gerald Everett uh, because of COVID. Okay. So, uh, but I definitely think uh, losing Russell Wilson and the possibility that Bobby Wagner is not going to play uh, the Steelers are going to win this game. Uh, I, I just think um, they're going to eat. I, I even forget who their uh, quarterback is. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Yeah, I, I think the the Steelers defense is going to eat Geno alive. Uh, and that's no disrespect to Geno because he's he's an okay QB. Uh, notice I said okay. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right um but 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 here's the thing i think having dk metcalf and tyler lockett definitely helps <laughs> the fact that you got two amazing receivers out there that's gonna kind of take a little bit of the pressure off of you um but for me not having your leader not having your captain on the field um bobby wagner not having him on the field is definitely a big blow um so, yeah, I mean, I got to go with Pittsburgh, too, to win this one. I mean, it's – well, the fact that it's at home for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's it's Sunday night, um, I definitely think that Steelers can win this one. But I, but, I, but, but I think that if Seattle had not had the injury to Russell uh, – almost said Russell Westbrook uh, – to Russell Wilson um, and to – and Bobby Wagner, you know, which I think if they played, then it would be completely different – um, completely different thing, but yeah, I think, and this just the way that uh, the Seahawks have been playing the past few weeks, they're not exactly the the team that we thought they were going to be. Like, if, if you was to tell me that the Seahawks would be two and three at this point, I'd have said, nah, they're like five and zero oh or four and one at the at the at the most, right? Which some cases can be made to say that they should be, but that's neither here nor there. Um, right. But for this week, I'm definitely going to go with Pittsburgh. Okay, Rogers going to go with Seattle to win this. Okay, one. all right. Uh, and in our Monday nighter, the 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 main event for the week, you got the Buffalo Bills versus the Tennessee Titans. Um, now I've got Buffalo winning this one, but I think this is going to be a fight. Uh, I I think. The Titans are going to come out swinging, and they're going to come out swinging hard. Uh, Buffalo's going to win, but I don't think they're going to win with a blowout. Does that make sense? It make it makes total sense. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is going to be the upset of the week, and I'm gonna say the Titans pulled off the win. 
Okay. I think the Titans, with, with the way Derrick Henry has been running the football, I think that now if now if Buffalo stops Derrick Henry, then you know which all bets before. which they have before all bets are off. But I don't know. Like I don't think that the Buffalo Bills are going to go sixteen and one. They are going to have a couple of uh, and and again, I don't think it hurts them at this point to lose. But I mean, I mean, you're losing up. If you would lose, you lose against Tennessee, and Tennessee is a good team right now. Um. You know, especially when they get when they get the ball going with Derrick Henry, opens the field up for Ryan Tannehill, and he still has AJ Brown to throw to. He still has Julio to throw to. He still has all these weapons at his disposal. Now the Buffalo Bills, I mean Josh Allen. I still think that Josh Allen is going to be a, he's in, he's going to end up having a great year. He could be the front runner for MVP. Um, but I also feel like I mean because guy, I mean Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs. You know, I mean like. All of them are going to be, you know, just all over the field going crazy. But for me, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to go with the upset and I'm going to say the Titans are going to win. All right, uh, Roger also has Buffalo to win. Of course he does. <laughs> so, um, all right. So that so being said, it yes. looks like let's see, you differ on you've got. What was it? Cleveland beating Arizona. Yes. And and you've got Tennessee beating Buffalo. Uh, I differ. I think Houston's going to beat Indy. And what was the other? I think Minnesota's going to beat Carolina. Right. Um, so. Yeah. That being said, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. Week six looks like. All right. I think we already kind of glossed. I think we already kind of said it. Um, the three games of the week that we think are going to be the games of the week. Uh, really, the only one I'm looking forward to is Chargers Ravens. Honestly, for Sunday, because I mean I think that game is going to be freaking incredible. Okay, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Chargers Ravens. I'm looking forward to Cardinals Browns. Uh, Bills Titans for sure. Right. Uh, and then uh, Vikings Panthers. I think that's going to be a really good game. Right. Um, you know, and hopefully the Dolphins do good in London. If not, then, you know, well, there you go. <laughs> that being said, so we're going to move on from there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? Anything you want to say before we bounce out here tonight, Chip? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training. Uh, all of his information is online on Facebook at Thompson Personal Training. Go check him out. Boxing, cardio, strength and conditioning, even some yoga. Check him out on Facebook at Thompson Personal Training. Uh, Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Uh, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. Our good friend Ivan Montanez. Check out his content. And once again, Thank you guys so much. And if you guys have an opinion on who you think is going to win these football games this upcoming week, make sure, again, leave us a like, especially on the Movement Radio fan page. You guys always post a lot of crazy stuff on there. Um, so, yeah, we thank you guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for bringing us up to 17,000 down, uh, 17, yeah, 17, downloads. Uh, you guys are amazing, and we will talk to you guys soon. We'll see you next week for another edition of Are You Racing for Some Football? Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. 
Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I'm Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.